0: LinkedIn, we are going to fire up your Monday.
1: With Steve Spiro, the Master Connector.
2: I am Steve Spiro, the Master Connector.
1: Over the next hour of this Master Connection series, we will take a deep dive into the different ways to connect and network effectively.
0: See us and hear us right now. So LinkedIn, we are on here. We're getting ready.
1: Hear from experts along with Steve Spiro, who went from being shy and introverted to the master connector.
0: All right, LinkedIn, you know what it is. It's Monday. We're going to get you fired up this Monday for the rest of your week. I want you to like, I want you to share. I want you to shout out your city and state. I want you to hit those uh, thumbs up, clappy emojis, support hearts, hearts, insightful, curious. We want you to hit all of those buttons. We're really excited to get into this with you. And I am going to bring you the master connector himself. Steve Spiro. Steve Spiro is a martial arts black belt and a master networker. He's moved from being a shy, introverted kid to the master connector he is today. Steve Spiro began his business career by starting an advertising company in NYC. He had an incredibly fulfilling career and experience in advertising and marketing, but eventually pivoted to the technology industry. Today, he is a certified customer communications consultant with Quadrant, where he consults and mentors companies to help them find more effective ways to connect with their customers. Steve Spiro believes in the power of mentorship, growing oneself through self-development and continuing to create meaningful connections through building a large network. Welcome to the stage, the Master Connector himself, Mr. Steve Spiro.
2: Thank you, sir. Appreciate you, Cameron, being the uh, Wizard of Oz behind the curtain and uh, doing all the magic you do here. Uh, So, hey, folks, it's Steve Spiro, the Master Connector, coming at you here live and direct. Uh, Cameron and I really appreciate you tuning in. We're here every Monday at 1 p.m. We come at you with engaging content on how you too can be a master connector. During this master connection series, each week our goal is to gather subject matter experts to impart their wisdom on us. Welcome to the show. I'm very blessed to have my co host, Cameron Toth. Cameron is the host and founder of BizDev Live. Cameron founded Toth Event Staffing in 2011. Toth Event Staffing is a hospitality company providing staff to caterers, cafeterias, and catering departments in Westchester, New York, and New York City. business Live was founded in 2020. With interviews uh, back up now, it's now uh, it's Biz Live takes Cameron's entrepreneurship experience and combines it with his passion for helping young people and business-minded professionals. Cameron Toth's mission in life is increasing access to education and opportunity for all people. So, pre- bring back to the sh- stage, my man, the Wizard of Oz behind the stage, Mr. Cameron Toth. Steve, thank you so much.
0: I just want to shout out some of our audience here. We got Jen Sugarmeyer checking in from Dallas, Texas. If you have not posted in the chat right now where you're viewing in from, even if we've heard from you before, this is the great, this is the power of the show. LinkedIn, networking in the comments. Let us know where you're viewing from. This lets everybody else know where you're viewing from. I'm always amazed we have people tuning in from so many different places, different countries, different parts of the country. We love you please let us know where you're viewing from melody bellevue checking in from massachusetts i was actually born in the state of massachusetts in boston thanks for checking in melody leslie howdy from texas another person from texas thank you for checking in steve is saying leslie we're glad that you're here rachel austin checking in from connecticut keep letting us know in the comments we will shout you out i'll get back to you thank you so much for being here being in the comments you make this show wonderful. You make this show amazing. And I am so excited to bring you our special guests. I'm going to start introducing them. Uh, I'm going to start with Hallie Avoglio here. All right, so Hallie Avoli is the founder and president of Sassy Healthy Fit. After 20 years in business-to-business sales, both in the corporate and small business markets, Hallie realized that a real passion is to motivate and inspire other humans to live their best lives and show up as their most authentic selves. Hallie empowers you to live your best life through a variety of methods, including manifestation, core values, neuro-linguistic programming, mindfulness, meditation, breath work, etc., affirmations, gratitude, self-love, self-care, and simple, sustainable, and fun daily rituals. You can connect further with Hallie through her website, sassyhealthy.fit. Welcome to the show, the amazing, the healthy Hallie of Oleo. Thanks for being here. Go ahead and say hi.
3: Hey. <laughs> Hello. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for that welcome. I'm so honored to be here. It is such a pleasure to be surrounded by such amazing humans, both of our hosts today and the panelists. Oh my gosh, I feel absolutely honored and incredible to be here and to speak about self-compassion, one of my most favorite topics. I'm just, I can't wait to dive in. So thank you for having me.
0: I love it. All right, we're going to go over, fly right on over to Heather Vasey. Heather Vasey is a self-esteem and empowerment coach. Heather Basie clients improve their perception of their own abilities and self-worth. Please welcome to the show, Miss Heather Basie. Please say hello to everybody.
4: Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm really honored to be here, and I really look forward to diving deep into the topic of self-compassion.
0: Thank you. We're going to fly right on over to Mariah Edgington. Mariah, retired nurse, critical care, EMT, paramedic, neonatal, pediatric, transport vice nurse, holistic therapist. Uh, she provides Reiki, aromatherapy, guided meditation, relaxation techniques to nursing staff, patients, and family. Uh, on the personal side, she's married with three daughters and six grandchildren. She's an author. She's a content creator. She's an influencer. She's a public speaker and a motivator, Spanish speaker. Que bueno. Enjoys cooking using whole food, plant-based nutrition. Please welcome to the stage, the amazing Mariah Edgington.
5: Cameron, thank you so much. And thank you, Steve. And I really look forward to this opportunity to be with our panelists here and to share information about compassion because I'm passionate about it. So thank you so much. I look forward to this talk.
0: Love it, Mariah. All right, we're gonna fly right on over to Whitney Coburn. Whitney is a love coach with a background in psychology and matchmaking who helps women to love themselves and attract lasting love. Her holistic approach incorporates mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical healing, along with loads of step-by-step practical dating advice. Her website is hearthunterslovecoaching.com. Today, she's going to talk about the most important relationship in everyone's life, your relationship with yourself. Very apropos. Thank you to the amazing Whitney Coburn. Please welcome, say hello to everybody. Just gonna ask you to thank talk. you so
6: much, Cameron and Steve, for allowing me to be here as a panelist. I love this topic. I love talking about self-compassion and self-love as it is the foundation of all relationships in our life. And if you go to whitneycobron.com, I have a free guide all about self-compassion. So anyone who's interested in learning more, please check that out.
0: Love it. Thank you, Whitney. All right. So everybody, we're gonna jump right into the today's topic. I'm uh, gonna have us start off with Steve, as always, what does self-compassion mean to you? Go ahead, Steve.
2: Well, I appreciate it. and what an incredible uh, group of panelists. I really want to hear from them versus what I have to say. But I will say you that I will say this. For many years, I've been extremely hard on myself. Um, and it wasn't until very recently where I finally uh, was able to you know have some self-compassion. And be able to be uh not so hard on myself. Some of you guys know, um, I was um an, infected with COVID. I got uh, tested on 826, and it was it was a really rough two weeks. And I'm I'm an on-the-go guy. I love to be productive. I never claimed to be busy, but I love being productive and and for two and a half weeks I was not, and <clears throat> I could have been super hard on myself, but I'm like, you know what? It's it's okay. It's okay to be. To be all right to have some downtime and i actually looked at it and found the the you know the good side of of the whole situation so um yeah i'm just curious what everyone else is going to share about self-compassion but to me it's not being hard on yourself loving yourself for who you are uh, i i was in a such a tough place where i always looked at people that were you know better, they seemed better than me and it, it was a tough road to hoe but i i finally got to a place where you know what i'm okay yeah, actually i did a um uh silent meditation i think it was like four days and it was an amazing experience and after about a day and a half they they pull you in to kind of see what you're thinking on a one-on-one basis and and that was the revelation after about a day and a half i was like i'm okay you're okay we're okay you know and and that was a place that, that i was very very blessed to get to because for many years i was very self-critical so Anyway, again, appreciate the uh, the the panelists here, Cameron. Thanks for doing all the things you do, and and I'll, I'll pass it back to you.
0: So I know Hallie wants to jump right in. I just want to encourage everybody: keep posting. Uh, where are you viewing from? We love to see that. We got a lot of people checking in. I just want to make sure I shout out all of our different folks. I know Richard Cusio is checking in. He's shouting out Wendy. We've got David Hanson. Let me know, David, where are you, where are you viewing from? Let us know. Uh, we got mama Spiro checking in from Poughkeepsie. We got, uh, Brian Edgington in the house. Uh, I'm I have a feeling you got, you know, this guy somehow, some way. And, uh, we got Leslie checking in, shouting out Mariah. We got so many people. Oh, I love, I love seeing all the comments. Thank you guys so much uh, for, for doing what you do, getting in there and make sure you're talking to each other. We love to see that. All right, so I'm gonna keep things going here. Allie, get in here. Tell us what does self-compassion mean to you?
3: First of all, I didn't know, Steve, that you had COVID. So I'm glad to hear that you're feeling better and that you took that opportunity to have some self-reflection time. That's really powerful. And in fact, I would argue that that is a wonderful example of how I see self-compassion. A lot of the, the challenge that I personally experienced and I, I run into with my clients is that we're so very hard on ourselves at every level. And we hold ourselves to extremely high standards. And we have loads of expectations that come from a variety of sources, whether it's inner child or, past experiences professionally or past relationships or a combination of all of the above. But when we're talking about self-compassion, it comes down to acknowledging who you are at your core and getting comfortable with who you are authentically. And the word authentic, I feel like it gets tossed around a lot, almost in a flippant way. But I really challenge that in the sense that when you are being your authentic self, how can you give yourself credit for all the parts of you, the good, the bad, the misguided, the chaotic, the loving, the fun, all of the parts of you, because we are all truly made up of many, many, many parts. And that's what makes us dynamic, whole beings. And when you can accept yourself for who you are in all of those ways, then you are truly expressing self-compassion. And it comes down to one of the most powerful and yet simple affirmations which is i am i am and when you can accept yourself as i am then you can truly be in a space of self-compassion
2: immediately
0: I was telling the ladies just before we we jumped on, I was going to do it at least once. Hopefully, hopefully I got it out of my system. We got
3: compassion for you, Cameron. It's all good.
0: (laughs) Thank you you very much. So we got lots more people jumping in. We got some folks from uh, India checking in. Just want to shout folks out. And we were talking about I am statements. And, you know, I think it's always interesting, Steve, we get advice and like everything in life, things is complicated, right? So there's a place to say, I am and it it makes sense and there's a lot of there's other places where you shouldn't and so if you're tracking this you're watching this from week to week you're going to hear that and I think uh it can be difficult because it's not just a a binary kind of thing in the world you got to look at when's the appropriate time to do this and that and it's really important and I, I love I love hearing that because it makes you be very uh purposeful and intentional about what you do where you do it how you do it go ahead Heather
4: Thank you. Um, To me, self-compassion really boils down to getting to be your own good friend. We're so good, as Hallie mentioned, we're very good at um, being very judgmental of our own selves. And I think when you can really um, show more kindness towards yourself, more empathy, have a greater understanding of who you are at your core, then you can work your way out from there. And I believe that whatever we fill ourselves up with, is then what we have to offer to others, so we want to be always mindful of our self talk and um, mindful of what we put into our spaces it's, it's deeper than what we feed our bodies it's also about what we feed our minds and what we feed our souls.
0: Thanks. I was typing, typing in the chat, trying to find out who wants to jump in Mar- Mar- Mariah or uh, Whitney next on this. So you'll, you'll have to go to hands here for me.
5: I want to tell you that you gave me an insight here today, Cameron, because when you said you silenced yourself, that made me stop and think because following right after the I am, oftentimes we do silence ourselves and not always in a good way. So I think knowing that that's going to happen, and you mentioned that before, but you gave yourself the grace and the compassion to be okay with what is and what happened. And in that way, you were able to switch it around in your brain. So instead of defaulting, and this is something that I had to work through myself, and I know a lot of people do, we tend to say, oh, I can't believe you dropped that. What What happened? On and on. But when we can stop ourselves and look at that and say, yeah, that happened and it's okay. I am enough. I am more than enough and still own our own value. by Exactly, Hallie, it's so true because when we look at what we tell ourselves, I often tell people, you wouldn't say that to your 80 year old grandma, would you? Why are you doing it to yourself? Because you're the only one who controls what goes on between here and here. And when we can start with that compassion of our own selves and really begin to own that we can love ourselves. And that's not just okay. That's more than okay. So way to go, Cameron, you did it. You just said, Hey, it's okay. And I, you think,
0: and I, I find that works really well in parenting too, for everybody that's got children and are dealing with that getting that message across to children at a very young age you control you Yep. you you know if you're upset right now it's it's got to be you self-soothing and so getting that message because a lot of us as adults we start getting upset and start feeling anxiety and we think somehow it's 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 out of our control it's well, you're right. Out of
5: control. I can share one more thing. Recently, no, I had an opportunity to look at that where I was angry, but it wasn't really at anybody else. It was because I was doing a deep dive and really digging into some feelings, and that brought that up. And so I had to stop, step back, and say, "Okay, let's let's weed this out." In the end, I ended up knowing that I'm okay, and that that's how you work through feelings. So it was compassionate to myself and to look at that and say, it's okay, And I am. So thanks, Holly. I love that.
0: Love it. And I think you have a fan here, Mariah. Brian, Brian, he's my bestie. (laughs) Did you want to jump in?
6: Yes, everything that everyone said is so valuable and so true. I agree with it. And I want to add that something else that self-compassion means to me is it's the antidote to stress. We live in a world where we are bombarded with stress. We have an artificial amount of stress um, from all directions. And what stress does is it makes us go into fight, flight, or flee response and what self-compassion does is this allows us to counteract those effects so instead of going into fight we practice kindness instead of wanting to freeze up and not face things or not acknowledge things we practice mindfulness and awareness and instead of practice instead of the desire to flee and run away we stay with it we practice common humanity we recognize that we're only human that we have humans that we can connect with and people that can support us through these difficult emotions or hard times or whatever it is that we're going through that's causing this stress
0: i love it i want to really get this question up from leslie i'm so appreciative of of our audience's questions so anybody that has questions on self-compassion any of the, the stuff that's coming up please If you have that question, I guarantee you somebody else in the audience has that question as well. And you are helping them by helping yourself and putting that question in the chat for us. So it gives us the opportunity to respond to it and really deep dive into it. And while we have some experts on the stage, you in the audience are an expert in something, probably many things as well. And so your feedback, we're able to get to help people and touch so many different people's lives today because of your help in the chat and comments. So feel free to respond, get those conversations going. Leslie Martinez says, is it possible to convince someone that they are worthy of self-care? Does anyone want to jump in
2: on that right away? I I can take it Um, just to kick things off a little bit. Um, I think number one, I think there's sort of two parts to this question. Number one, are they worthy? And then the self-care part. I think there's they're kind of two two related but different thoughts. Um, I think worthiness needs to come from within. However, what we can do is uplift and encourage, and and show people their value. And by you know by the words we use for them, right? Um, we've seen a lot of people grow up. Sometimes and we don't have kids, but I've seen a lot of kids grow up from the same household and how different each of them can be. And, and many times it's because of the words they heard and how they were programmed, maybe not in the house, but maybe it was at school. Maybe was it was the, the sphere of influence that they're around. So words are important. I think somebody said it earlier when we were starting this conversation, <clears throat> you could uplift, you can encourage and you could through your words show that they're worthy. Um, whether they're going to embrace it or not is another question. Um, I'm a big believer in in leadership. I love the the uh, author John Maxwell, and he's he he teaches that leadership is spelled E X A M P L E, right? Which is example. It's what you do, and so you can help people through your example, and perhaps you speak about how your you know, in a much better place. And a lot of that has to do with your self-care and you could talk about what it's meant to you because I think what I found is, is that convincing people is, is a, is a really a hard thing. And so we could show them, we could do it ourselves. Um, They got to want to change. They got to want to be, to, to feel different about themselves. Um, And I don't think it's, it's, it's on us to really make that happen. So that's my perspective.
5: I think that's great, Steve. And I love the example. That is perfect because that's where I was going with this as well. I've found that once I really took my knowing a little deeper and a little deeper and a little deeper, the more I filled my own cup, the more I was able to give out. And just by example, because we've all gone through growth, when we were kids, as young adults, as we meander through life, we find that it's not always easy, and it really does get messy. And I've been involved in personal messy and had to kind of sort through that. And that is very fulfilling when you're able to have people say, well, I've seen you go through that, and now I see that you're filling your own cup and you're giving it back. So to answer your question, Leslie, super good question. But I have found that through my own personal self-care and others witnessing it, that is how that led them. I could have pushed and pulled and everything to get them where I wanted them to be. But it was not until
3: they saw it in me. Great question
0: love that. Anybody else want to jump in? Uh, I, in I
3: would love to say something if I can. Go ahead, Allie. Thank you. Um, and I, I appreciate and agree with what Steve and Mariah already said. So I just wanted to throw out, and actually Mariah and I had this conversation last week, which is a definition of self-care. We might need to reframe that. So I feel like a lot of times self-care is kind of tossed around as something that's a nice to have, or it's something luxurious that you do, whether it's going and taking a walk, or having a bubble bath or doing some retail therapy or something that feels like a break, luxury, et cetera, for yourself. But what I want to offer about self-care is that for me, self-care has to do with being in alignment with what makes you feel whole and centered. And I like to talk about that in relation to our core values. And I have a core values exercise that I work with all of my clients to really nail down what are the core values that you get into alignment with. But when you understand what your core values are, then you understand that self-care is an act that happens every single day by making sure that you're in alignment. And a simple example of that is self-care can be setting a boundary and saying no to an activity or to a person that is not fulfilling you and getting you into alignment. Self-care could also look like doing the dishes so that you have a sense of peace and calm in your home as opposed to chaos and clutter that you see in your kitchen when you see your dishes around. Self-care could look like taking care of your bills and your personal accounting so that you know where your finances stand and that you can honor your desire for wealth and balance in regards to your personal finances. So when it comes to self-care, I don't believe that you can convince anybody of anything truly I think leading by example is always the best way. And when it comes to self-care, if we can start to shift our expectation of what that looks like into getting into alignment with who we are at our core, I think that self-care becomes much more of something that you do regularly as opposed to a nice-to-have or something that you really have to plan ahead for or think out. I
0: love that. And our next question is why is... Self-compassion is so vital, and I think you you really laid into that, right, Hallie? You, you laying out that blueprint why it's really vital uh, that we do this. But as we're talking about why it's so vital, let's talk about. I loved you know washing dishes is is a great example of something that you know if if clutter builds up, that's not going to help with anxiety. And it's definitely not going to help with self-care, but also washing the dishes can be a calming activity. So for all my men out there uh, who are thinking, oh, I don't want to deal with the dishes and that's somebody else's responsibility. One of the ways that I sort of help uh, unwind and decompress uh, <laughs> at the end of the day is helping my wife out with dishes. Happy wife, happy life. That helps with that, right? And it also is a moment for me to not think about work stuff and really decompress and unwind. And so I'm taking care of the family. I'm taking care of myself in that moment and self-care. And so those kind of things become vital for maintaining a a loving relationship, but also uh, with others, but also with yourself. I I love that. Um, So who else wants to jump in here about why self-compassion is so, so, so vital and some of the different ways that um, you do it personally for yourself so we can give the audience some great examples to sort of uh, vibe off of. Who wants to jump in?
6: Yeah, Cameron, I'll take that question. Go ahead, Whitney. I find that the reason that one of the reasons that self-compassion is so important and vital for us is that we have a lot of these ideas wrong. We have this idea that we have to be hard on ourselves we have this idea that we have to criticize and judge ourselves to be able to push ourselves beyond our limits or push ourselves to do better. And that's just not the case. Studies after study have shown that self-criticism actually hurts you because when you are disappointed, when you are down, angry, upset, sad, it's like kicking yourself when you're down. And if you've ever had a really good friend or mentor or family member who is really supportive and encouraging, you notice that that's much better at motivating you than the friend that says, yeah, you're a loser and you're ugly and you are a failure. But unfortunately, that's what we tend to do to ourselves. We, as soon as we have a disappointment or feel bad, we start going into all this negative self-talk, this negative dialogue. And it actually brings us down a downward spiral. And this is one of the reasons why many people fall into depression because one disappointment leads to a critical thought, which then leads to a critical emotion, which then just brings them down and down and down. So it's so vital and important to break into that cycle and lift yourself up, to have compassion, to say, I made a mistake, I'm only human, It's okay. It's all going to work out in the end. I can fix this. It's going to be all right. Um, Whatever it takes to soothe yourself, to have these soothing words, these, you know, one thing that I teach is soothing touch. It might sound a little corny and cheesy, but it really does work to give yourself a hug, to pat yourself, to just, you know, stroke your hair, your cheek, your arm, just put it, pat yourself on the back. I know it sounds cheesy, but really try it sometime and it can really help with, soothing you out of that negative space or that disappointment or even that anger and aggression.
0: Um, I love that. And and there's a reason that I was looking for like visuals to represent um, this show today, self-compassion and all the visuals that sort of made sense were giving yourself a hug. And it's not something that we often do, but it's something that we can practice once in a while. Physical touch is such a big thing and we can actually physically take a moment to hug ourselves and give us some sort of self-compassion, right? I see some nods along with that, right? Um, Steve, I know you wanted to jump in and then ladies, please let me know who wants to go in. Also, we have some questions from the audience. I posted uh, Braden's question in the private chat there. So uh, please let me know who wants to jump in on that because I want to make sure we get... His question answered. Where does personal development fall into the "I am" statement? Many times, the process of developing comes with failure and success. It's hard to separate sometimes. Any tips, Steve? Jump in here on the uh, why self-compassion so uh, vital and some yeah. of the practices. And I, and and uh, uh, Elizabeth, uh, Steve's wife, uh, l- letting me know that I have one more thing in common with Steve. Apparently, Steve does the dishes as well. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. And, and I enjoy it. It's actually very therapeutic. Uh, I, I like doing it. I, and I agree with uh, I forget who said it. One of the ladies mentioned how you kind of feel that there's a sense of order. And uh, I like doing it in the morning. I have an audio book playing while I'm, while I'm uh It's one of my morning routines, um, the part of the routine. But but yeah, why why self-compassion is vital um, <clears throat> to me when the opposite side, when you're self-critical. It's like, you need a rotor Uh It like it clogs you. It it like blocks you, you know. And when you know that you're you're focusing on the negative and your faults and the and your issues, it just it just makes you bound up, you know. And uh, when you're able to be self-compassionate and and just be okay with yourself, right? And know that yeah, we're all we're all imperfect people and um you know it, it's funny because I, I heard this said and you know i i used to be I, I alluded to it earlier in this conversation how i was always into the blame game and you know i'd always look at my faults and my weaknesses and i would look at some other people and i'm like wow they're they're, they're amazing and i would be intimidated and and just i would have even a tough time speaking to them because i was so intimidated <clears throat> and and one of my mentors said this a while ago. He said, if, "Why don't you do this? If you imagine, if you took your biggest challenge and you threw it into a pile, and you there's a bunch of people, and everyone threw that challenge into the pile, and you and you had to randomly grab from that challenge back for the pile what somebody's challenge, and you're probably going to want your challenge back, and so." you know, we don't know when we, you know, we see other people, we don't know what their challenges are. We don't know what their struggles are. And a lot of times we just see what's what we see on the outside. You know, social media has made things even worse because, you know, everyone shows, you know, the the two minutes, you know, 2% of their, or maybe not even 2%, maybe it's less than a half a percent of how cool their life is. And we all think that's their life, but it really isn't. It's just a very small piece of it. So, why self-compassion is important and vital? <clears throat> it's because it allows us the ability to be more productive. When we're when we're self-critical, we're bound up. We're, we're we don't want to make mistakes. We're we're stifled. Uh, I um <clears throat> I used to be around a, a group of people where I felt like if I was going to say anything, someone's going to criticize me again. You guys, some who know my background know I was picked on and bullied and learning disabled. So it was a criticism. Criticism was a big part of my upbringing. And so I was always afraid to make a mistake or to look bad to other people until I really had a revelation that everyone has their challenges. And, and so anyway, so I, I think it opens you up to be able to be more productive and feel good about you. And when you feel good about you, you do more. When you're feeling bad about you, you tend to shut down and not do a lot.
0: Love it! I want to shout out Susan's uh, comment here. Always believe it could be worse, which I think is is absolutely alluding to, you know, somebody's always got a worse challenge than you. I think that's almost always true. Uh, and so, looking on the bright side of things and being thankful and practicing gratitude is a great way to break out break out of any kind of malaise. Um, Ryan I know you want to jump in on Braden's question I just want to shout out a few folks from the audience Melody who's uh, definitely commenting thank you Braden uh, commenting and questions thank you uh, Philip Reed uh, shouting out Whitney there thanks for being on the show with us today David Hansen uh, great comment here apart from basic survival needs eating sleeping I consider meditation to be my most important self-care practice love that comment uh, Melody uh, here with the um, uh, this is a music playlist. Um, and I, I love this question and I hope audience members can answer this as well, because I think this has been a lot in the news. And so there's lots of examples of this. But after the past 19 plus months, do you think that there has been a shift in how businesses think about their employees' self-care? Uh, we have big changing dynamic, people wanting folks, some people to come back into the office, whole new dynamic of so many people more working from home Uh, i was reading an article about the empire state building and lots of companies making that decision uh to let uh, so many more people you know have flex days and work many days from home uh shout out to uh val torres checking in in the chat thanks everybody and my man richard cusio i spell it as excelsior self-care here we go all right uh we're gonna keep this going go ahead mariah
5: Well, we're looking at Brandon's question here, and it is a very valid question because we do talk about the I am and whatever follows I am follows you. And what we mean when we say something like that, it means, oh, I am stupid. Oh, really? That's what you think. And this is to Steve's point, because a lot of us grew up in a time. And for me, it looked a little bit different because though i didn't know it at the time i have dyslexia and so i didn't read until i was in third grade and so that followed me forever until i learned that it's okay we all have things and brendan asked about failures and successes and it's true through self-development we take and harvest the gems from both of those situations. And that's where the growth comes in. That's where personal development comes in. Once we realize that we all have these challenges in our life, some might look different and some we may never know about what goes on behind their closed doors of their homes. So if we're able to understand that, yes, we all have challenges, we have successes and we have failures. But whatever follows, I am follows you. So make sure it's good. I am amazing. I'm a great reader, <laughs> and, and I have come quite a ways in my life. And I know that you have too. And that's the neat part: is we're all a work in progress to make good out of our lives and support others.
0: I love that, and I, I think so many so so many people, especially now, are talking about the power of that uh, self. Uh, affirmation right the the idea that you are putting what you want (laughs) yourself to be out in the world right making sure that yeah uh philip reed says what do you say to a person that considers self-compassion giving themselves a pass from exercising self-discipline so i think we've all met the person that says you know i'm taking care of me that's why i'm eating this tub of ice cream right um, there, there's, there's some boundaries or, or some limits to what taking care of yourself really is. There's healthy taking care of yourself and then there's giving yourself a pass or an excuse, right? I know Whitney uh, had her hand up. Go ahead, Whitney.
6: Yes, to expand on what you're saying, I find it similar to parenting. You might think that you have to be really hard on yourself and that you have to have really tight restrictions or else you'll just let yourself do anything you want. But if you think about a good parent which is what we all need to be to ourselves a good parent doesn't allow their child to lay in bed and eat cookies all day just like you shouldn't allow yourself to just do whatever you want and be lazy and get away with everything but you also are not helping yourself by criticizing and berating yourself and yelling at yourself and and putting yourself down when you don't do what you should so if you imagine yourself like a good parent and you say, okay, you're not going to lay in bed and eat cookies all day. You're going to eat your vegetables first, and you're going to take care of yourself because you know that you need nutrition. And again, I go back to the studies. The studies show that this form of self-compassionate motivation does work. It does work to motivate yourself and people who practice self-compassion regularly are actually more capable and more able to achieve their goals um than people who constantly berate themselves and have negative self-talk and criticize and fall into that pattern
0: i love it and uh, steve i know is going to jump in on this and i'll just say you know if you're running and you feel thirsty it doesn't help not to drink
2: (laughs) right yeah that's a good point and 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 great great point winnie um, I'm going to take a different spin on it. I'm, I'm reading the question slightly different. It's what do you say to a person that considers self-compassion, giving himself a pass from exercising self-discipline? And I think I kind of alluded to this earlier in that, you know, I used to be the, the, the very critical guy. I think because I was critical of myself, I felt like I had the right to be critical with other people and judgmental. I was very judgmental of myself. I was judgmental of other people. And, I've learned over time through a lot of self-reflection and a lot of mentorship and a lot of reading that you really, it's really hard to change people. And so what would I say? Well, first I'm going to pick my time. I'm going to, I'm going to be very, very specific on when I might say it. If they come to me and they really, really want to know my opinion on maybe why, their life isn't moving in the right direction. I might ask them some questions. I might say, "So let me ask you a question. Um, you know, what's what's your what's your thoughts on you know sort of your 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 habits and the, the, the discipline in your life? And you know, maybe maybe I might ask those questions. But before I do a, or any of that, I really need to know that they really want ha- to know what I know, because most of the time people don't know, want to know what we know, you know, unless you're a professional and p- people coming to you because you're a coach or you're a therapist and they're paying you to know to want to know what you know. And that's, they still more than likely don't want to know what you know. So um, I find it hard uh, to, to really, um, to be effective in, in giving that person uh, my thoughts, uh, unless they really, really, really are open and receptive to it. So that would be my my thought is wait, pick your right time. If and when there's a time in their life where they're, they feel like things are moving in the right direction, perhaps that's an opening now to maybe speak about this.
0: I don't know if, I don't know if Hallie said it or, or Mar- if somebody was saying something along the lines of people are a lot more receptive to compliments. So if you want to change somebody, right? give them some positive feedback versus negative feedback. We're, we're, we're usually not so receptive to negative feedback. And uh, it's. An, I think it works with employees and not to be uh, patronistic to employees, but it works with children. Uh, it, it works with people. I, I think it's one of those those big things that it's just something that works across the board. Go ahead, Allie. So I want to
3: share an example of um, this idea of self-discipline and self-compassion, self-acceptance, which acceptance is such a powerful word. And I see that in the um, in the comments about radical self-acceptance. If any of you have followed Marissa Peer, she is a world-renowned psychotherapist. And she talks about the I am enough. And I really kind of grasped onto this concept recently because it is so very powerful. And so I've been teaching my clients I am enough. And I put it on my mirrors. And I have it as alarms on my phone. And I talk about this all the time. Because I truly feel that if you can stand in the power of I am enough in each moment, you will truly have self-compassion, self-acceptance, self-love. But recently, I was talking to my 11-year-old daughter about this. And she is she has herself on a pretty um, determined schedule for learning some new gymnastics tricks. So we were sitting at the park. She was on the swing. And I was sharing with her about Marissa Peer and about I am enough. And she looked at me. And she was very thoughtful. And she's very empathic. And, in tune. And she said to me, but mom, if I am enough and I haven't yet completed or mastered my backbends and my handstands and the gymnastics tricks that I've you know, put myself on this kind of schedule over the school year, then how am I enough if I haven't done it yet as I'm still learning? And I love the question, number one. And number two, what I told her is, you are enough in this moment as you are disciplined to, conquer and master these tricks that are so important to you and you are taking the self discipline so that you can increase your flexibility and your agility and all of these things that you need to conquer these tricks you are still enough you are enough if whether or not you can do the handstand perfect or not and when you accomplish that handstand you're going to feel even more elated and excited about how you are showing up for you because you have followed your discipline you have used your skills of pushing yourself and motivating yourself because you stand in the energy of I am enough every single day. And when you can be in that presence of I am enough, like I think it was Mariah who said, it motivates you to keep going and to be more disciplined in all the ways to really achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve for yourself. So I wanted to share that that story.
0: I love that. and I think that's I mean when we talk about self compassion right that's what it is it's it's saying I'm enough I'm having trouble I've seen my my daughter and son that recently we did a year and so my my 13 year old son you know he's in that place where the choreography doesn't come uh, as quickly to my daughter who's doing TikToks all the time right and so giving yourself that 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 permission that I'm not going to get this step as quick as maybe somebody else, but I can do it. I am enough. I love that. I love that message because I think so many people that are trying to get through accounting because they know it's important, but it's difficult. It's challenging, right? Understanding that you can do it, you can get through it. And you just got to give yourself that grace and that compassion to allow yourself to get through. I think that's so big. Heather, I I know, um, we haven't heard a lot of your voice. I don't know if it's because you're on a device and already in the chat, but, uh, is there anything you want to jump in on the, the importance of uh, self-compassion, you, how the way you practice it? Maybe some of these questions.
4: Yes. One of the greatest tools that I've learned is the I am statements. Um, for a long time, I wasn't practicing that. And when I started to, it really was a game changer for me. It's shifted um, self-doubt and um, anxiety, things like that. It shifts that. And then you're able to focus on your values, your habits, your beliefs, um, and what you're really all about. And it takes the judgment away. And it also takes a lot of the self-pressure that we often feel away from us. So it really, truly can be a game changer. And I really love everything that Mariah and Hallie and Whitney Um, talked about in that regard. It is a powerful tool and it helps to alleviate any anxiety, depression that you may be feeling. And it really does help with your mental health.
0: Love that, Heather. So we got, we got so many comments, so many great pieces. Byron checking in here saying, lucky girl, Hallie, thanks for sharing the story. Um, Somebody was asking if Mama Spiro's last name was really light, Steve, (laughs) (laughs)
2: It really is. And that, that is the, and so my, my mom for many years, she's a, uh, a therapist. Um, she's got a master's in social work. And, um, when she had back in the day when there was like, you know, traditional voicemail, not voicemail, um, answering machine messages, she would, her message would end in wishing you peace and light for the day. And, um, I guess that's, that was something that stuck with me for many years. And, uh, but yeah, that is her maiden name. Her maiden name is Light, so uh, which originally it was German and it was Licht. So, but Licht got tr- translated into Americanized, which is Light. So very ironic, but maybe not so ironic.
0: Love it. Love it. We are the light and Mama is the light. We're in it. All right. What positive changes in your life have occurred uh, when you showed yourself more self-compassion? Who wants to jump into that? Positive choice, what positive changes in your life have occurred when you showed yourself more self-compassion? And I'd love to hear from our audience, too. Let us know what positive changes in your life have occurred when you showed yourself more self-compassion.
2: So, you know, Cameron, I don't like that awkward silence. Uh, actually, did... did, did um, I, see, I see Heather's hand. Go ahead. <laughs> Heather raised her hand. So I'm going to let you go. Ladies oh. first, Heather. I just didn't like the awkward silence.
4: Oh, thank you, Steve. One of the greatest changes for me was just being able to give myself that space to embrace who I really am, instead of doing the comparison thing, instead of, um, you know, it's, it was very easy, or it's easy for us often to extend kindness and extend grace and compassion to other people. But unless it's coming out of a place of feeling that towards your own self, it's kind of giving, you're trying to give from an empty space. So the biggest change for me was the more I was able to sort of fill my own cup and allow that, um, then I was able to give more of those things to other people that I um, care about. So for me, that was a really important tool to sort of shift from feeling as though I had failed or getting focused on mistakes that I've made. And now I focus more on um, just cutting myself some slack and giving myself some grace. And that's really important because we're so good at uh, giving that towards others.
0: Go ahead, Whitney.
6: Yeah. and. Something that has changed in my life related to practicing self-compassion is, I think a lot of people have these big dreams and big goals and it's sort of like the to-do list with 20 items on it that you start at the end of the, you start at the beginning of the day and you just can't get to everything. It's too much. We live in this world that is stressful, it's overwhelming. We have so many different contradicting priorities And one thing that I have found is that we are truly not the highest version of ourselves that we can imagine. We are not this amazing person that can do all 20 things on our list every single day. It's just not realistic. We have things that come up. We have emotions. We have feelings. We have relationships. And so what we are is we're the lowest version of ourselves that we can accept. What we need to do is instead of saying, I'm gonna try to do this, I'm gonna try to have all of it because it sets us up for disappointment. It sets us up for negative self-talk and not practicing self-compassion. But if you can set minimum standards to say, you know what, if I just get these four most important things done today, I'm gonna be satisfied. That's going to be enough. If I just work out for 10 minutes today, I will be super happy instead of saying, I really want to try to work out for an hour, but then you don't. So I know this is a little bit complex, but you are the lowest version of yourself that you can accept. You will accomplish the lowest standard that you will um, that you set for yourself. And when you do that and you check it off your list and you get it done, you feel good about yourself, you're motivated, and then you can keep going. But if you set yourself up for too much, then it can be very discouraging and just bring us down and then we're not able to do the productive things that we need to do.
0: Whitney, I always find this too. When I set an easy goal, I'm more inclined to do it. And then I think as humans, if 10 sit-ups is too easy, we sort of, once we're there, once we're already there, 10 was easy let me do 10 more. But if I put pressure on myself to to do this whole big thing, then I just don't do it at all. Right. And so I think that, you know, setting up those easy goals, those easy wins, I feel better about myself at the end of the day. I got something checked off. Right. And so it's, you know, in line with what we're talking about today, be compassionate to yourself. Don't set up these crazy goals that are going to make you feel bad when you don't get them done. At the end of the day, it's one foot in front of the other, step by step. That's how everything has to get done. Otherwise, you can set these big things. And then if you're tackling them, you're, of course, going to burn out, right? I mean, I think that's, you know, the opposite of self-compassion is burnout. I mean, we've seen it come up in the comments up over and over and over again. And Stephen Hubbard is saying, 10 sit-ups, I can barely do nine. Well, let's start with one, Stephen, and see what you do. (laughs) When you get down there, let's see if you get a second one out, right? I mean, I think that's the way it is. All right. uh, who else wants to jump in? I know Steve uh, was was chomping at the bit. Anybody else want to jump in before Steve?
3: Can I just add, I just want to add a quick a quick little thought, which is um, with that example that you gave with, you know, doing something, and I love how you shared that, Whitney. There is a awesome fitness guru, influencer. She goes by the Betty Rocker. Um, she Her real name is Bree Argetzinger. Um, you can find her on Instagram and YouTube and all the things. But in any event, she has a philosophy around this and she calls it all or something. And I just like the the notation of it where if you say I can do, I don't have to be all or nothing, but I can do all or something. So exactly your point, Cameron. Can I do the 10 minutes? Can I take a 15 minute walk? Can I make five more sales calls? Right. That's it. And then see how you're feeling after it after it. But you feel accomplished. You feel successful and cheer yourself on right? That's the other piece of self-compassion is we have to celebrate our wins. Celebrate your wins every single day. The smallest of wins is worth celebrating. And the more you do that, and the more you get in the habit of doing it, the better you feel about yourself.
0: I love it. And we got some some change, some some twisting of, of the verbal dynamics, right? With these, these phrases that we've all grown up and they're a part of our lexicon, right? Uh, last week we were talking about it's Not winning or losing, but winning or learning, right? That was up in and fired up. uh, Steve's fired up Friday, and today it's all or something, not all or nothing. All or something. I I love it. We're 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 reframing uh, this language, which I think is a lot more healthy and a lot more compassionate to ourselves. Steve, go ahead. I know you want to jump in.
2: Yeah, that was great. A a great, uh, great point. I'm going to take that and uh, I'm going to borrow it, and uh, I'll give you credit for one time, and then I'll probably start using (laughs) it um but anyway it's great all or some or something i love it but um yeah i mean so great book just to kind of uh promote a book because i'm i love i love reading now now that i i found uh, audible because being learning disabled uh, reading was torturous for me but a great book atomic habits and in that book it talks about how you know if you set these big lofty goals you know to go to the gym you know five days a week for two hours you're going to probably do it for about a week and then you're going to fall off because it's just becomes so overwhelming. Whereas if you could do, you know, maybe 30 minutes for three days a week, it's a lot more tangible and you can actually, you'll be able to accomplish it. So, um, and you'll feel good about yourself when you will be able to do it long-term. Uh, so I love the, I love the points you guys are making. Um, so I guess the, the question is, Cameron, re- refresh me. I, I got distracted on that one. What was the question that we wanted to go through here? <laughs> so we were
0: talking about the, why is self-compassion so important in how you practice? Yeah. Or, or I'm sorry, the, what what positive changes in your positive life occurred when you showed yourself more mm-hmm. self-compassion?
2: Well, I think for me, being able to do the show what is, is one example of that. I mean, I think what happened for me is as I became more comfortable with myself, I started to be able to do more networking. And because, you again, being shy introverted, the last thing uh, somebody in that world wants to be is around people. But I started to be more comfortable as it became self-compassionate and started to realize I was okay. I got around people. I started to do some networking and that kind of led to, um, you know, being able to do sort of these zoom calls or, or back in the day before zoom, before, uh, we moved into this new normal, you know, coffee meetings. And, and that was a little bit uncomfortable, different for me, but allowed me to kind of be able to do that. And then, um, eventually moving into doing videos. And that was completely a, a new world for me. And, and so and that led to the show and being able to get on the show and, and be able to do broadcast and speak live and, and be able to not do a lot. I mean, Cameron, thanks to Cameron, he's coached me a lot. I've minimized the ums uh, to, 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 to a large degree. I still do it every now and then, but you know, again, self-compassion, right? So when it did happen, I wasn't beating myself up about it. I was like, okay, you just learn from it, right? You're winning or you're learning, like we talked about, right? So these are just some things I think financially, the last two years have been the best years I've had, you know, pretty much ever. I think that's a result of being, you know, having self-compassion and what that has done for me and being more comfortable with myself. I think when you're more comfortable with yourself because you're self-compassionate, people see confidence. And when they see confidence, people want to, are attracted to you. They want to do business with you. They want to be a part of what you're doing. They want to be part of your cause. So I believe all those things are a result for me in my life on self-compassion. So that's my answer.
0: I love that. And one highlight, we got some great, great uh, comments and uh, bits coming in. For me, self-compassion, Leslie says, uh, Leslie Martinez, for me, self-compassion means that I check in myself frequently to see how I really feel. Tired, hungry, overwhelmed, etc. Then I make adjustments. I don't just grin and bear it anymore. I love that, uh, and I wanted to really highlight uh, Philip's comment. Philip Reed: We can't grow without self-compassion because failure is a part of growth. And I saw somebody else in the comments talking about, but how can we convey this to people that only win? And I, and a lot of times I think conversations go to this: like, how do we change other people? And I think. One of the most important things that you'll take away from this program in general, uh, I think, Steve, is, is that you can't really change other people. There's only one person in your life that you have a real good chance of changing, and that is the person that's looking back at you when you look in the mirror. That is the person uh, that you're going to be a change, and that's certainly what we focus on in the show, and certainly we're we're trying to be more emotionally intelligent so that we can understand other people better. And so that we know how to change ourselves to best adapt and fit into other people's lives in a way that Brings us positive results. But again, it always comes back to this person that you are and how are you going to improve yourself so that you can better uh, manipulate and work with the world around you. Right. Um, As we get into the top of the hour here and and everybody, thank you so much for these amazing, amazing comments uh, that you're leaving with us here. Uh, I want to jump into sort of our, our closing statements here. Give everybody uh, of our guests a chance to uh, close this thing out here. And uh, when you go, please let people know where they can follow up with you and reach you. But what the thing I'd like you to uh, maybe there's something else you want to highlight and, and and bring to our audience that's really important. But what can we do to show more self compassion? All right. Um, so if each of us can sort of leave off on that, and Steve. Um, Did we get to – Steve, I think you wanted a chance to answer the uh, question about companies having promoted self-care more. So let's jump into that, and then we'll go over to Hallie and then Heather and then Mariah and then Whitney and give everybody a chance to leave our audience with something that – will help them show more self-compassion. Questions for the viewers too, as as Steve's going, are you more self-critical or do you let yourself off the hook, right? And do you have a critical playback loop in your head? We wanna hear that from you while you're hearing some of this stuff, as you're thinking about this stuff, do some self-reflection. Again, changing this person in the mirror. Are you more self-critical or do you let yourself off the hook? Do you have a critical playback loop in your head? Uh, are you not being self-compassionate with yourself? We want to hear from you. Go ahead, Steve.
2: Yeah, and and maybe we could post those questions so that they. I will. Can, I will. Yeah, perfect. But um, I don't remember if it was Braden or Philip who who answered that question uh, about it, our companies sort of promoting self-care based upon what's happened in the last 19 months. I forget who what, who answered the question. Who asked the question? Which apologize for not remembering who it was. Um, but I can tell you this, that the company that I'm with, Quadient, um, they have been very, very compassionate and, and have allowed um, a lot of self-care and uh, they encourage, you know, taking walks and and getting away from the computer. And um, they, they encourage uh, sort of um, they do like electronic water cooler, uh, you know, meetings and they encourage during work hours where people can actually just get together, no management and just talk. Now, uh, kind of like trying to replicate the, the office environment. So, so I could see from the company that I'm affiliated with that there's there's some of that. But I can't speak for all companies. But I get the feeling, the smart companies, the progressive companies, are starting to, uh, and they've understood that they need to, they do need to do something, because otherwise you're going to get burnout. And and we know that <clears throat> there's a lot of openings. And, and more openings than our employees. So getting people to work, to get come back to work is hard. So the last thing you want to do is lose people. So um, I believe that companies are, are being much more attuned to that and they're <clears throat> looking to, to help people on the self-care side of things.
0: Love it. So our closing question here as we're going around the room, Heather, what can we do to show more self-compassion and let everybody know where they can find you?
4: Um, I think it's really important to just begin wherever you are in this moment, not worry about the past, not worry about the future, but just worry about what's going on with you right now and allow yourself that space and that grace to really heal with your life and to really, um, be able to practice more kindness towards yourself. And that's going to go a long way to how you handle yourself moving forward and how you engage with others.
0: And where can people find you, Heather?
4: Uh, The best place that you can find me right now is just on LinkedIn. You can send me a direct message or reach me through email. that would be great.
0: All right, and and as always, everybody, if you're looking for our speakers information, uh, if you're on LinkedIn right there to the chat, just expand that, you'll see their link. So make sure you're connecting with folks. People are coming on this show to connect with you. Don't be shy, reach out, connect, let them know you saw them on the show. Great place to start a conversation and start that connection. So go ahead and do that. If you're on YouTube, it's down below. Please connect with our speakers. Go ahead, Hallie. So, um, the
3: question remind me of the question. It was, it was, sure, what, are sure. what, kind of what can we do to self-compassion? show more
0: self compassion? And if there's anything you just want to leave people with, please. Yeah. So-
3: What I want to leave people with is the concept of self-awareness. I believe that the more that we can become self-aware, the more that we can practice self-compassion. It is so important to be mindful of what our needs are and who we are and what we desire. So one quick check that uh, goes along with Linda's comment earlier was something that I do every day is I do a quick check with myself, mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. Spiritual may or may not resonate with the audience. So that's fine. But at least mental, emotional and physical. And if you can just have that one check in with yourself, I write these words down in my journal. But taking the time to get into a space of self awareness, gets you comfortable understanding who you are, what you want, and what your purpose is. And I believe that the more self aware that you can become, the more self compassionate you can become in how you show up for yourself every single day. So that's that will be my, my parting words. Um, I would absolutely love to connect with anybody who is so interested. Please follow me here on LinkedIn. If you do, make sure to send me a message so that I know that you saw me here on the show. And I would also love to give a plug for my TikTok. I saw people commenting about TikTok in the chat. I love TikTok. I have a ton of videos up that have been really, really powerful, and the audience there and the community is just phenomenal. And my handle there is at sassy healthy fit all one word. If you're looking for any sort of coaching or group experience, helpless self-love or manifestation, that is what I'm here for. And I would be honored to connect with you and get to know you better. So thank you.
0: I love that. And say say the uh, TikTok handle one more time for everybody. Yeah, it's
3: just, it's it's my business name at Sassy Healthy Fit. Beautiful. One
0: word. I'll make sure to connect with you over there. Yeah, please TikTok, do. I'd everybody. love
3: to.
5: All
0: right. And then we're going over to Mariah. Go ahead, Mariah.
5: Well, thank you very much, Cameron. And thank you, Steve, for having me on. And the panelists have been great here. So I just want to leave with the thought that self-compassion and self-care, self-love is a process. And do not think that you can start it today and be competent tomorrow because it is like a bath or shower. If you stop doing it, it doesn't work anymore. So it's something that we continually do practice self-compassion and know that you are more than enough. Thank you for having me.
0: I love that. And where where can folks find you, Mariah?
5: I am also on LinkedIn.
0: Beautiful. Yep. Links are there for you folks to check in with you and connect with you. Whitney.
6: So the question, how can we practice self-compassion? I have an acronym that I use, and I teach this to my clients and I use it myself, but it's K-A-C-H, catch. So when you find yourself going down that downward spiral, giving yourself negative self-talk, being overly judgmental and critical, I want you to catch yourself and practice K, kindness, A, awareness, and the C-H is common humanity. And I go into a lot more detail on this in a self-compassion guide that I created that you can download for free on WhitneyCobrin.com.
0: So say the the words in the acronym one more time for folks
6: catch k-a-c-h kindness awareness common humanity so it's about first being aware what am i feeling where am i feeling it what is the situation and then practicing kindness you're you'll get through this you're smart enough you're enough it's okay And then the common humanity piece is either reaching out for help and support or just recognizing that you're only human, you make mistakes, so does everyone else. Um, And it really does work. It's worked for me. It's worked for other clients. It's really helped to turn um, a lot of negativity into positive motivation and just feeling better and being more capable and able to do more. Um, And again, that's available right now. It's probably only going to be available for a limited time because I change my website up often. But at WhitneyCobran.com, you can download that free guide. And it also includes a quiz. So you can measure yourself and find out how compassionate are you to other people and how compassionate are you to yourself? Because if you're like most people I've worked with, you're a lot more compassionate to other people than you are with yourself. And that is definitely something to look into and to work on changing in yourself.
0: Love it. All right. And the website is on the screen, whitneycobran.com. Thank you, everybody. Stephen, take us out of here. We're going to do some crushing action. I know you got some closing words. Thanks, everybody in our audience for hanging on. Thanks for all the beautiful comments. Love checking in with everybody. Got Stephanie checking in here at the end here. Uh, I know Chris Dutra is checking in from our Chris team. Uh, go ahead, Steve.
2: Well, listen, you know, I know Val had said he was hard on himself and I, kind of just threw in the comment, uh, you know, listen, we're all work in progress, you know? And, and so my, my closing comments is just give yourself a break. Um, don't let yourself off the hook per se. Right. But give yourself a break. Understand that, you know, tomorrow's a new day. Uh, if, if you, you, the day didn't go so well, things didn't work out, you make it better tomorrow. And, um, just as long as you're moving forward, you're not, you know, just, you know, becoming lazy about it, it you, you, you'll be okay. Everything is going to be okay. You know, that's what, what I learned in that meditation uh, 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 experience that I had, which was pretty awesome. So anyway, I uh, appreciate everybody. And, you know, listen, it's, it's, we are in a, in a, you know, unprecedented times, right? I mean, we see the end coming back. I had COVID it exists. So please, for those who, who I'm, you know, I'm speaking to for the first time, if you're, if you're a little cavalier about it, and I was, please, please be aware. It it, it could be really, really rough. It was rough for me and my wife and a few people I know personally. <clears throat> take it serious. I'm not saying, you know, vaccinate, non-vaccinate, but I didn't can't say I always have my mask on. I be, be smart, take it serious, be careful. Um, but in the meantime, we can still be the light, we can inspire people, we could be, we could be that example. And then we talked about it earlier that you know, hey. You know you can't push things on people, but you could be the best example. You could be the best version of you, and and through your example, you could be the light. So let's continue to be the light and to continue to inspire. You guys are awesome. Appreciate the love and the shout outs from everybody. You ladies did tremendous, and so we're gonna take it out here and let people crush the the the, the rest of the week. So I'm gonna count to five, and then we and then we're all gonna shout out, crush it. So ready? Five, five four, four, three, four. Two, one.
0: one. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Next week, we have an amazing show for everybody. Uh, we are going to be doing our show on It's All About Who You Know, our panelists, Teddy Burris, Michelle Griffin, and Trevor Houston. Uh, Trevor Houston, uh, by the way, does a great, great show. If you haven't checked out his shows, definitely check them out. Have an amazing week. We will see you next week. Thanks so much for being a part of this. Audience, you make this what it is. Thanks for checking in. Our expert panelists, thank you so much for giving us some compassion today. Uh, I think everybody's lives is better for it. Thank you. LinkedIn, we are going to fire up your Monday.
1: With Steve Spiro, the Master Connector.
2: I am Steve Spiro, the Master Connector.
1: Over the next hour of this Master Connection series, we will take a deep dive into the different ways to connect and network effectively.
0: See us and hear us right now. So LinkedIn, we are on here. We're getting ready.
1: Hear from experts along with Steve Spiro, who went from being shy and introverted to the Master Connector.